commit. Honorable members, before even you adopt the agenda, let me tell you what is going on uh, with the cricket South Africa. They are not yet ready. They've confirmed that by email. Uh, and then surely we're not having them. They've asked that they must be put for the uh, next year. And then the, the other thing, the Swim South Africa uh, uh, leaders, they've spoken to the, to, to the office that they want a close meeting. And I couldn't answer that except that I had to uh, write to the house chairperson asking permission for that. It was rejected. As uh, now speaking, uh, we'll hear from the office uh, what, what is now that they, they've said. Because uh, when we did receive their rejection of um, a hidden or, or a closed meeting, they have said they must be given that chance uh, to be told that uh, if they cannot come in an, in a public meeting, uh, we don't have any other option as this committee. By that, honorable members, I'm proposing that a, a agenda must be adopted, the one which is in front of us. Chairperson? Just a moment. Can now take uh, this in order that I must see the hands. So take it from the screen, the agenda. Yes. Uh, I'm having a Honorable Sondi, Rachel, Honorable Mshongo, Honorable Fandik, those four hands in that order. Honorable Sondi. Good morning, Chair, and greetings to the honorable members and the, the department and our visitors, if they are. I'm proposing that we uh, adopt the agenda as presented. Thanks. Thank you, Honorable Sundi. Honorable Adams. Thank you, Chairperson, and good morning to yourself and uh, colleagues. Uh, Chairperson, I second the proposal. Uh, because it was agreed and it's uh, as it is stated on the agenda, it's a true reflection. I second the proposal. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. The agenda has been seconded. I'm still seeing the, the hand of Honorable Mshongo. Okay. The agenda has been seconded. Honorable members, let's go to apologies. Thank you, Madam Chair. We have a standing committee from the minister for this week and also for Inconsegu Tuli. We also have an apology from the deputy minister who is not feeling well this morning. Thank you, Madam Chair. I was saying that you have a standing a Apology from the minister. Yes, Madam Chair, when uh, he wrote an apology, it was for this week. He's still uh, traveling with the president. Uh, did you? 
जी जी No, good morning, Chairperson. Uh, 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 Minister indicated that he will try to join us uh, uh, this morning. So, um, yeah. So I will just check if he, is it a technical issue of connectivity. But he definitely uh, indicated that he will do his best to join us. Yeah. The minister is 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 in. He's just calling me that uh, he's in the meeting. Honorable members, thank you, DG. In that note, uh, now we're coming to the first item in, in our agenda. I'm welcoming you the, the, again, uh, the, the staff of our committee, the staff of the uh, office of the ministry. We have noted the apology of a deputy minister. Honorable members, uh, can now take this opportunity to give our department to take us through, uh, through the point number one on the agenda. The progress report by the department on white paper on arts, culture, and heritage. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Chair. Uh, I have a problem with my gadget. I don't know whether I'm audible, uh, uh, Chair. You are. You are honourable minister. Oh, thank, thank you very much. And I'm, I'm glad, Chair, that we will be discussing these substantive matters today relating to the white paper and the work we would have been done uh, as a the department following uh, you uh, adopting the white paper. Uh, and it's an important progress, uh, which uh, I think uh, the agent and the team would be able to, to deal with it. But uh, <clears throat> uh, just to say, Chair, that uh, perhaps starting with uh, the sports uh, uh, amendment, uh, the Sport Act amendment, uh, we are going to have uh, uh, the progress uh, which has been made thus far uh, uh, gives us uh, comfort uh, that uh, uh, the National Sport and Recreation Act of uh, 108 of 1998 as amended in 2007. We are all well on our way uh, to the uh, amendment. Uh, we went through this process before uh, on the on the objects and the inputs uh, of the amendment, uh, as it were. So we are uh, on it. Uh, uh, processes in government uh, related to its submission to necessary structures like DPME and uh, FBIHS uh, has been done. Uh, the bill is now with the chief state law advisor. Uh, we're happy with the progress. We want uh, it to be done uh, much quicker uh, so that we are able to fulfill that uh, obligation. On the issue of the white paper, uh, work has uh, begun as the DG and the team be able to, to outline that. Uh, we are now at a point where uh, both from the branch uh, of uh, heritage uh, promotion and preservation and from the branch uh, arts culture uh, promotion and development, 
the spin movement, one of amalgamating heritage sites, as directed by the White Paper, uh, work that started there, uh, the account uh, detail will give it, uh, the, the area of, of technical and, and production at the level of academics. Because you would understand, Chair, that our approach uh, uh, on the creative, on the cultural and creative sector is, is a scientific one. Uh, we, 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 don't, we don't do guesswork. Uh, we are uh, directed uh, by uh, research work. So our actions are evidence-based. Uh, whatever we do uh, is evidence-based. Uh, the academies for us are very important. We believe in investing, as we've said, in the previous uh, uh, budget votes, uh, that we believe in professionalizing uh, the industry uh, and ensuring that uh, things are done uh, in a way that uh, at the end of the day, you are going to have an easy product to sell, uh, even outside of the country, based on uh, a proper training, proper professionalizing. Uh, of the industry and that that work from the technical and productive productive production section uh, of uh, the creative cultural and creative sector is also unfolding and uh, the, the 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 DG would be able to get into the details on that. Some work has been covered because that area also has a lot of work as it relates to the transformation. Uh, of the of the events, technical and production skills. Uh, that's why the academy is very important insofar as that is concerned. We also chair uh, would be looking at the areas, uh, for instance, uh, of library. Uh, we uh, were ready with the uh, proceeding uh, on the process of promulgating the amendment to the Libraries Act. One of the challenges uh, which we are faced with is uh, the challenge of uh, the budget, that that process, the, opera the operationalization of the process itself is going to be um, uh, extremely costly, uh, billions of friends uh, for that. Uh, that's why uh, perhaps it was uh, uh, a bit delayed because... Uh, we need to have necessary resources uh, insofar as that is concerned. I want to commend you, Chair, and your committee together with the Committee on um, Trade, uh, Industry and Competition uh, on the Copyright uh, Amendment uh, and Performance Protection Amendment bills uh, that the process uh, is going. As we said last time, that we will urge you as Parliament uh, to uh, ensure that at least uh, by the beginning of the year, uh, the process is fast-tracked by Parliament so that uh, uh, those amendments are made, uh, which will enable uh, the cultural and creative workers uh, to be able to uh, benefit out of uh, the transformation of the uh, landscape uh, and, and guaranteeing of their very fundamental rights of royalties of their IPs and so on, uh, so that they are uh, they benefit out of the 
labor of their out of their own labor as it were. So would one small urge that they, uh, together with the, your counterparts at DTIC, uh, you nudge each other and that uh, <coughs> the, the process continues. Um, um, I, I also want Chair uh, to <coughs> note the fact that um, from the point of view of, of heritage, for instance, which you are going to be dealing with here, uh, to note that at, the, at an international level, uh, there is the appreciation uh, of the work done uh, for uh, people in the sector uh, by this very department uh, in this country, that uh, our work uh, from the, the leadership of the DG of our department uh, on the African World Heritage Fund uh, continues uh, an acknowledgement from UNESCO uh, continues to be made uh, and uh, encouragement uh, to the work we are doing because uh, it's an important area, uh, especially <clears throat> when it comes to preservation of heritage uh, uh, sites, uh, as it were. We are uh, chair, uh, currently assisting uh, the AU as, a, as, as the department, uh, particularly in the process of uh, digitizing <coughs> uh, the, the archives, heritage archives uh, at that level. So as we are doing our own, we will be aware, chair, that uh, we concluded long time ago the Rebonia trial uh, digitally uh, and available as well. Uh, to the public, uh, that whole uh, more than 280 hours of Rebona trial uh, is now accessible uh, to the public, and uh, we continue with other areas because we believe that the, the, the fourth IR uh, has to start with us, uh, and we are uh, equal uh, to the task. As it were. I also uh, <coughs> Uh, acknowledge a note uh, actually humbled uh, by yet another UN agency uh, which see value uh, in the department, especially the existence of uh, the South African Cultural Observatory uh, by UNTAC, uh, the United Nations Conference uh, on Trade and Development, <coughs> when they uh, acknowledge our innovative uh, ways as the department uh, of approaching this sector uh, in, a, in, a, in a scientific way and uh, becoming a point of reference uh, on the reliability of the data uh, which we have. Uh, but also, you know, um, then understanding uh, the kind of work uh, we do uh, uh, and acknowledging the fact that uh, this very department has uh, over a period of time uh, been breaching <clears throat> the gap between the, the import and export of cultural goods uh, and the recording uh, positive in terms of the, our export of uh, cultural goods and services. And what that means, Chair, it means that this, this department has gone out of its way and working very hard to ensure that the uh, it sends out uh, artists in this country, uh, cultural uh, activists in this country, uh, to other countries uh, to showcase 
uh, our own talent and, and capacity at any given moment <clears throat> we do that. As we speak now, Chair, uh, we are part of the Dubai Expo uh, 2020, uh, and Team South Africa is one of the best teams there. In fact, uh, we have sent a lot of artists, uh, more than many countries uh, in that, because we care uh, for our creative workers uh, and cultural workers. Uh, but also the fact that uh, as we speak now, um, the president is on a state visit uh, to West Africa uh, in Cote d'Ivoire yesterday and uh, today in Atlanta. Uh, there we have to uh, send our own um, uh, people and practitioners uh, from the sector. <coughs> uh, the domain of fashion, for instance, uh, our own uh, people are there uh, in their numbers uh, again uh, to expose and showcase our case, our 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 capacity uh, as, as as a country, but also as part of that, it was noted by UNTAC that uh, we are doing well uh, in exporting our cultural uh, goods and services. So these. Um, uh, agreements uh, we have uh, with uh, many countries, which we still are going to have many more, help us uh, to create a platform for our artists uh, to be able to, to share with the world. Coming closer home, Ted, I'm, I'm also uh, noting the fact that uh, this uh, integration of uh, the, the continent through arts, uh, culture, and heritage, uh, is paying dividends now. When we launched uh, the Africa Month in 2015, our vision was precisely that, that uh, it uh, blends with the whole of the continent so that uh, we understand each other better, uh, but also uh, have other uh, creative workers uh, visit our country and exchanging uh, with us as it were. I'm humbled Chair, uh, to note that the uh, uh, notes of uh, commendation and uh, encouragement continue uh, to happen uh, from the point of view of the AU. As you know, Chair, that the, the AU adopted our own uh, brainchild of Africa. It's now the flagship program uh, of the African Union which uh, goes to strengthen our hand and, and resolve Chair, that uh, we will take the opportunity all the time to ensure that the world, we, we crisscross the world, uh, to share with the world what we have, so that we open, open opportunities uh, for our artists. Uh, and this is what we're doing in Nigeria. <clears throat> Uh, I will be joining the president again uh, in Seneca, uh, where we have a lot of uh, activities uh, with the Senegalese. And uh, these are the countries where we have taken our artists to uh, and exposed them uh, through our seasons program, where we take, take artists in this country uh, to uh, uh, different parts of the, of the world. We have uh, now uh, very much uh, in the process, we've uh, entered the process of uh, economic recovery and, and reconstruction uh, of, of the sector itself. And, and part of that, we, 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 we couldn't have uh, missed the opportunity. Any opportunity which comes our way, 
we will be able to press it and ensure that uh, we expose our 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 artists. I want to end today by uh, actually uh, <clears throat> noting what uh, uh, I'm told uh, was said here in this meeting uh, or in this in this committee that uh, our non-attendance uh, last uh, when was early early this week. Um, we, we, we always provide the apologies chair. When we're not engaged, we definitely come to this committee and we continue to respect the committee. Uh, and uh, this time around, uh, for instance, uh, we have had meetings, uh, about six of them, and two of them were on Fridays. And uh, <clears throat> we are out there uh, on Fridays on the outreach program currently with the vaccination uh, program. So you are not going to get me as a person in this committee. But when it comes to the executive, both uh, houses of parliament have agreed with the executive that if the minister is not around, the deputy minister will be there. And that will happen too. And I want to tell you upfront that I'm not going to be part of all of your meetings. Uh, if you expect that, uh, I must say upfront that if it coincides with cabinet committee, uh, like the four meetings we had uh, out of the six, I mean the three out of the six coincided uh, with the cabinet committee. So I won't be because cabinet committee meets on Tuesdays. Your committee meets on Tuesdays as well, uh, and therefore uh, I'm, I'm not going to be part unless the meeting has been cancelled uh, from the cabinet uh, committee. But there is no crisis. Uh, the deputy minister would be here uh, and will always be here. I, I also, chair, you know, uh, uh, acknowledge uh, the right of members, uh, especially from the DA uh, and from the EFF, who would not accept my apology. Well, it's their right to do so, uh, but for me, uh, it, it means nothing. Uh, if somebody is irrational in understanding the task of, of the executive, uh, uh, specifically of ministers, and decide to undermine and overlook that uh, simply because of uh, uh, narrow politicking and uh, twisted logic in understanding what we do, uh, well, uh, good luck for them. There's nothing I can do, but I will endeavor at all material times when there is no cabinet engagement that I become a part of the meetings. When it comes to issues of uh, questions, <clears throat> I don't have any personal relations with you as members uh, of, uh, of, of parliament and members of this committee. Uh, questions are regulated in this parliament. Uh, and I'm repeating myself, Chair, there's never been in my executive uh, responsibility, there's never been an instance where I cannot account for any question uh, with me. Now, questions, the procedure is very easy. The procedure is that the questions are sent to the questions uh, desk of the National Assembly, and they, they get to us as the department and the news, and we we answer questions, we, we account, and we're happy to do that. We will continue to do that. So 
I think the myth that uh, we, we uh, you know, don't want or are not feeling comfortable to account uh, should be busted at, at any time when it comes. Uh, we are going to continue. And I can say, Chair, without any fear of contradiction, that uh, I have never had anybody who's having an outstanding question with me uh, who wants to, to do things. But I insist you do it procedurally. Uh, you don't send me a text message uh, that's not official. Things must be done officially. It's there. And when I'm not there, even when we respond to oral questions, the deputy minister will be there. And that is an agreement between parliament and the executive. If this particular committee has a problem uh, with that, and in fact, it's not the committee, I must correct myself, is if uh, Mr. Mshongo and Mr. Magingozi has a problem with that, uh, we can help them. Uh, it's an agreement which is there. Uh, you will see me sometimes, and sometimes you won't see me. And uh, I, I have been attending this committee. Uh, and, and as I said, Chair, I'll continue to do that. Um, I want to uh, get the details of emails or an email which was sent to me uh, by members who claim to have sent the emails. Uh, but if those emails are, are just questions, Chair, uh, I, would, I would advise members that they do not uh, send it in future. They must follow the procedure, send it to the National Assembly, uh, question desk, and they uh, will take things from there. Uh, that's, that's how we relate. Uh, it's, it's, it's at that professional level. Uh, I don't uh, expect any email from a, a personal level, uh, from any uh, member. But if they are, I would want to know them, uh, where, where were those, uh, and when were they sent, uh, which address were they sent, and so on and so forth. Uh, I have not, uh, in the past uh, few months, uh, received any, uh, and my office has no such uh, recollection of any emails uh, which may have been uh, uh, received. Because if I had received them, I would have written back to the members and directed them to the uh, established uh, procedures of how Parliament interacts uh, with the executive. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable Minister. Uh, can now give DG to continue with the presentation. DG. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, Honorable members of the Committee, the Portfolio Committee of the Demandos Borders and Culture. Good morning to the Honorable Minister, Mr. Natinjetwa, to the colleagues who are here. And Honorable Chairperson, I do have my colleagues. And as Minister said, I'm here with the team. I will then do the presentation in line with how Minister has outlined. In fact, he has covered a lot of ground. Uh, on this uh, presentation and uh, importantly also this presentation uh, was it's taken as read and uh, therefore I won't have to go into detail but just to at a high level and then enable the opportunity for questions if there are any from honorable members. 
So I would ask Honorable Chair, those who have presented from part one to part six, uh, the, because it's just the background, that we move rather to part seven, where we provide the update and, and not go back to what we had presented before. So that is how we'll approach the presentation, starting with the updates. Um, yes. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, the first uh, thing that uh, we needed to talk to is in relation to policies. And I just want to, can you make it as a slide presentation? Just to indicate that uh, in relation to the dance and theater policy, um, first we needed to establish a structure that we're going to work with. And uh, that structure has been established and um, all provinces have now confirmed their participation. Uh, so that at the end of the day, then we are going to be moving forward and work with them. And uh, the issue of the service provider has been finalized also. And they have started to work with this task team uh, so that they can then devise uh, the policy and then, then it will be taken for further consultative processes. But we are at a stage where the task team with the service provider, which includes all representatives from provinces, is already in place. The next issue was about the issue of the name change around the, the NFVF. NAC as well as um, um, uh, to see whether as minister would put it, <laughs> who still watches a video uh, in our time. So this is more really um, uh, two levels. One, the academic issue is that we have to have relevance and uh, which then means we need to deal with the name change. Two is a consolidation. And that one it deals with the issue of also looking at the policy framework uh, that will be overarching to cover these uh, entities once they're amalgamated. It's a consultative process and uh, that you might be able to, might take time. So what we have done then was to establish a task team that is gonna work on this, but also open legal services to assist about legislative implications of such amalgamation. The next issue is around the issue of um, policies relating to the South African music. We can confirm, Chairperson, that uh, Honorable Chairperson, that uh, after engagement uh, with the sector here, this was decision is that uh, we need to now work uh, first and finalize the cultural creatives uh, industries master plan uh, so that the policy has a foundation uh, on which it will then be based and uh, that these consultations with the various stakeholders is currently taking place but in those consultations it was agreed that before we implement this particular uh, object of the reverse white paper let the master plan be finalized and then we will move forward on the issue of the and the master plan uh, is at a stage where we have a, it, it is a, at a, we were dealing with it at a cabinet cluster level so that it is will soon be reaching cabinet for for endorsement so that era of work also has proceeded so that this policy will not be delayed and then on the issue of the national orchestra chairperson i can just confirm that uh, indeed uh, then the work has been done here 
the board of the orchestra has been appointed, the National Philharmonic Orchestra Board has been appointed, two, the budget has been set aside, and three, is that the draft business plan has been made, which will then be outlining the rollout of this uh, particular program. If we move to the next slide, um, we then look at the issue of the book council. And this is just working uh, progress chairperson, uh, where as the minister was indicating the role of uh, working on the basis of research, working with SACO. So we have had a consultative process, but we are finalizing the appointment of an advisory and committee that will assist us so that when we do this, it is informed uh, by both the legislative framework that is required in order to have this as a statutory body and uh, have a proper advisory council. Uh, in that way, we believe we will then be able to meet the object of the white paper. On the issue of the skills development and the, the proposition to replace the 2005 uh, NAKISA program on the national events and, and technical, uh, technical and production skills academy, the uh, minister have covered it. So it's just to indicate that we are indeed working quite closely with the uh, SARA here, South African Roadies Association, uh, but also there is a task team uh, that also helps to make inputs as uh, we can separate the two with the issue of the triple PE charter regulating this environment. But we are working with them and the implementation uh, then proper details will be outlined in the plan of 2022. Then on the issue of the historically marginalized uh, and under-resourced provinces, as the um, department has always said that transformation is at the apex of our priorities to ensure that there are platforms are created. There has been a lot of work done here. Um, you can just share with the members that first and foremost, the biggest achievements have been with the issue of the Northern Cape, where there was no theater. Now it is there. Soon it will be unveiled with the, its name um, and proper launch of it. Uh, will be done just in a few few weeks time, if not uh, just before end of January. I can just confirm, but it is there now. Two was the issue of Eastern Cape, also uh, where a minister has uh, approved and has declared uh, uh, here the Mandela Bay Theater complex. So Eastern Cape will now be having something that is guaranteed to ensure that uh, the artists and creatives in Eastern Cape have got a similar playhouse-like thing where they can then exercise their craft. So this is done and the budget has been finalized also to make sure that uh, the declaration gives the support and they've been provided with that budget. The next one, Chairperson, is the issue of the performing arts companies which have developed reputable and training programs in the arts be funded and supported to have their causes accredited. Uh, as we know, accreditation is not done by the department, but we have worked through the CITAS uh, so that these get accredited and we have engaged and started with the initiative to work with CAT CITA as well as MEC CITA um, 
so that we are able to achieve this outcome of accredited, accredited courses and uh, certificates so that people have something to go about as qualification. This is in line with the professionalization of the sector when it's outlined earlier. The issue of the audits for how many theaters do we have across the country? This is a but this is a, just the service provider here. Um, we wanted to appoint the service provider that will assist us. Uh, that one that will be appointed working on the dance uh, theater and dance strategy will then uh, take this uh, particular uh, undertaking and ensure that we do the audit um, so that we know how far they are. But in the meantime, we continue at this stage with the establishment of the theaters. As I indicated that we have also working with Mpumalanga now to make sure that Mpumalanga have got a proper theater. And so we have established that uh, task team work with them uh, between us and then Mpumalanga. At the same time, uh, one thing I did not mention was that we have also Honorable Jefferson worked on the issue of uh, Limpopo, where the budget was set aside and the feasibility study have been finalized. So next year it would be in a process of um, then moving beyond the feasibility and looking at uh, procurement processes to start with the construction of such a theater in, Puma, in Limpopo. And then the collaboration with the relevant departments and the new funding and the support models uh, considered. And um, this project, Chepesin, uh, we will be uh, doing it in the, in the, in the next uh, quarter. And um, at this stage, we have just had the uh, initial engagements with the various key role players in the funding of the sector, uh, so that we are able to then uh, determine how best uh, the consolidation and maximize the stretching of the rent uh, in this regard by collaborating and uh, eliminating duplications within the funding so that we have a clear tunnel vision about where the money goes and how it can be maximized. Uh, because currently there are too many role players in the funding of the sector, which makes it the impact minimal compared to what we want. Then Jefferson, on the on the issue of the other cross-cutting issues, the adoption of a grant, a conditional grant for community art centers, uh, this process is, is still underway, and uh, we'll be finalizing it in the new financial year. But there has been engagements around just modification of how currently we can support community art centers as the local area in which even the up and coming creatives can have an opportunity either for training or to exhibit their work or to be able to perform when they need to. And that process is, is underway at a person. And on the heritage promotion and the preservation interventions, uh, Minister, I think, has spoken uh, quite uh, at length on this area. Uh, so I won't waste time. But just to indicate that on, from the policy front, the, we all know that uh, we have reported to this committee uh, of the department 
that the new repatriation and restitution of human remains and heritage objects was approved already. So that is work done. Then the issue of the National Heritage Legacy Projects Policy um, will be finalized uh, in um, just in the before the end of the financial year. And then on the issue of the review of the heritage, living heritage policy to include uh, sport and recreation, because we are now one department that um, also uh, will then be work undertaken in 2022. Uh, on the establishment of the integrated national, uh, sorry, the skills development, training and capacity enhancement within this sector. We just want to confirm that this minister had uh, long initiated um, to ensure that we have the skills required in this sector, um, particularly in the heritage. And through bursaries, we are providing almost annually uh, to the youth students who are in need and are extremely uh, but unable to get funding. So we have partnership with the various who are helping us to do this, but we sponsor 65 bursaries per annum to the students who are needed, but we want to empower to have skills in this sector. Then the issue of the placement strategy for the unemployed, uh, sorry, uh, can you go back a bit? Not yet. Yeah. So the issue of uh, working with the national and the international uh, institutions of higher learning and heritage sector uh, on identifying as well as aligning the funding for highly specialized skills. And uh, this uh, uh, honorable members, just to give an example, in relation to preservation and curating, is one of the very few skills that we have in this country. Uh, for restoration of artifacts, we have a problem. So there is a need to have these specialist skills in the sector so that our heritage artifacts uh, are not um, lost uh, because of the lack of management as well as of uh, just looking at how to preserve them at the end of the day and conserve them. So there is that issue in this area, but we're also working with uh, different countries uh, to try and have partnerships with them to just share those skills for now, to assist our museums to be able to preserve and or restore those artifacts. And the issue of the knowledge systems policies, and this one, as I um, we reported before, uh, Minister has established and appointed a IKS advisory committee. We have met with them. They are now hard at work uh, to ensure that um, we are able to then uh, have this particular integration of African knowledge systems and then move away from undermining it uh, through these Western knowledge systems as if they are superior to African knowledge systems. Hence, the very diverse experts have been appointed to the advisory panel and by the minister. 
So we are going to then see a lot of work moving in this regard as the panel start their work in earnest. But they have just been appointed now as the time frame was 2021. Um, on the issues of uh, uh, finding the development of new monuments and museums, I, I think Minister have spoken here, giving a simple example around uh, what is happening with um, uh, Matola and Bozini. Um, but just the new ones that we are busy with now that have been finalized is the Mandela Matigzala Mandela in Brantford, the Old Tambo Garden of Remembrance, and then in Mosail Museum in Canada, Memorial Content Development and installation now are those things that are underway. But those new museums uh, and their funding is secured. If we then move to the next slide, uh, it was the issue of um, continuing the issue of the funding of the new monuments. Um, we have spoken about this and that uh, we are having, and this is in line, um, also honorable members with the issue of the amalgamation uh, so that we minimize costs related to operations, particularly by pause. So at this stage, the very first initiative uh, that we see and is bearing fruit and the team has just visited Madore, Mozambique recently is the one dealing with uh, Mbuzini as well as uh, Matola on the issue of Samora Marshall, the former president of Mozambique. So this has been, uh, is already work in progress and budget secured and the overarching uh, structure under the leadership of um, Freedom Park is the one that is doing that work. And then on the next slide, It was the issue of then to conduct a transformation audit of all arts, culture, and heritage and cultural creative industries institutions. And here we can just uh, indicate Jefferson that as this is a work that requires a lot of uh, consultation and engagement, uh, we will be dealing with the second phase of the relocation and repositioning of the statues. Um, uh, before the end of this financial year. What we can share with the committee uh, is that uh, through SARA, the South African uh, Resources Agency, Heritage Resources Agency, we, are, we have been able to achieve this audit uh, through the Presidential Employment Stimulus Package, and uh, they are just refining it and removing any possible duplicates or errors. And, uh, but at least this country will be having a proper database now uh, and on the statues and movements uh, across uh, the length and breadth of South Africa. And uh, that is because of the use of the PSP. So this is done. And then on the issues uh, around the, the National Archives, um, we just want to confirm here that the issue of the National Archives Advisory Council is being finalized in terms of the amendments that they were proposing so that the Act 
uh, is aligned with the current developments, uh, including the issues of the fourth industrial revolution and how to take advantage of that. And therefore, then the legal team is, is helping the department uh, in terms of achieving this. The timelines here, we are looking at between uh, finalizing this process between 2023 and 2024. Then on the issue of the human resources development, as we have indicated, we don't want to see this as an isolation, but as we indicated, firstly, it's development of skills through the buzzery system that we have, but uh, also working then uh, with the, already we're working with the institutions of higher learning, because what was expected here was working with both DPE as well as a higher education. And this is already being rolled out. Thanks. Um, the issues of uh, the archives, uh, national and provincial, his forum has been established in relation to working collaboratively with the local government. And um, in fact, Minister, just to share with the committee, is that uh, already had uh, made um, efforts and they wish are yielding fruits in bringing on board COVID uh, as well as the local government uh, to be on board. And they are now attending our meetings so that we are able to collaborate and work with them. So they are now attending the ministerial meetings where the issues of collaboration and what needs to be done at a local government level for the arts, culture, uh, heritage, as well as sport is already happening. So I don't seem to, I seem to have lost. Honorable Chairperson, can you still hear me? Yes, no, not lost. We're still with yeah. you. Oh, I'm surprised now I can't see nothing on my screen. Oh, um, you were just uh, now uh, reporting about uh, the meetings of the inclusion of COPTA and local government is still on our screen. Mm -hmm and elaborate yes. that now we are meeting together. Mm. So yes. I don't know what's going on. Uh, who's uh, hanging your slides? You must, oh, it's fine. Yeah. You must move. Yeah, let's move to slide. Um, while still on that slide, uh, on cultural diplomacy and international cooperation, uh, participation in the international forums, that is already happening. We are even affiliated uh, in the various of these uh, multilateral institutions. So this one is just an ongoing program, Honorable Chairperson. Don't have details to add really because it's what we're already doing. Uh, slide 33, uh, the chapter four, the new policies for arts, culture, and heritage. Uh, this is uh, planned to be undertaken in 2022, uh, Honorable Chairperson. And uh, the main areas are really the National Council for Library and Information Services, and who are then working on this and to see whether there is a need to have the act amended. But this is out plan is outlined for 2022 financially. And then on the reviewing of the library policy, which is slide 35, um, uh, still on the same issue. 
Uh, here we're just indicating on the chairperson and members that the issue of the draft norms and standards bill is, is delayed uh, due to the financial constraints. And I don't want to, to say much, but the Minister spoke uh, just to confirm that uh, the, in terms of the socioeconomic impact assessment, this indicated that will require almost 18 billion rand to, to roll it out. So that is why it is not yet um, being rolled out at this stage. Thanks very much. Thank you, teacher. Honorable members, if you don't mind, uh, may I propose that uh, they must also give causes the uh, one department the second um, uh, presentation in order that we've got a right when we're debating, asking questions that you must ask the questions of on both um, on on both a uh, presentation. If you don't mind, uh, I'm seeing the hands. I don't know whether you are responding on what I'm asking. Uh, if we are responding uh, on that. Responding. Uh, uh, I'm not responding, uh, Chair, through Chair? Yes, yes, okay, yes. On a... No, 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 I'm not responding, Chair. I think uh, the PG <coughs> would respond, actually. They uh, should uh, finalize the the report, uh, because that part is uh, the, the shortest part. I just wanted to, for the record, to correct. I think the PG made a mistake. He referred to some place which used to be called Brantford, which is now Winnie Mandela. I think he made a mistake just to correct that. that the place is now called Winnie Mandela. Thank you. Okay, Minister. Honorable uh, Mashingosi, Honorable Mshongo, Honorable, uh, in that order, Honorable uh, Adams, Honorable Zondi. I'm, I'm, I'm posing the question that may I be allowed by Honorable members that let's just take the next short presentation which is coming in order that when we're debating, we must do both uh, inclusive questions and and uh, contribution. Honorable uh, Thank you, thank you, Chairperson, and thank you to the ministers and the DG and everyone. I think that uh, we can uh, debate this one because it has got a lot of information to be dealt with, and then we go to the next one. That was that's my proposal. Thank you. That's the proposal of Honorable Majingosi, Honorable Mshongo. Chair, I think we've adopted the agenda, and I support Honorable Majingosi. We have discussed now the item that we've been discussing. Thanks, Chair. Thank I support Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mshongo. Uh, Honorable Adams. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank, uh, Chairperson, I think that um, uh, uh, the proposal that you have made, Chairperson, I agree with of support that proposal because it's one deport, uh, department that gives us the briefing so they can continue with the next briefing and then allow us to uh, for, for, for questions if we have. Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Sunday. 
Yes, sure. Uh, I, 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 I think I'll, I'll, I'll second the, the second uh, proposal. I understand the, uh, we, 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 the issue of the agenda, but this is the progress report. Uh, it's nothing that we're going to change. It's, it's, we can debate and debate and debate, uh, but the report has not uh, been completed. So there is no harm in presenting because it's one department in presenting the second uh, uh, presentation and, 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 and discuss them uh, both. Honorable members, I don't want that you can even vote on this issue. Uh, if there are those who are feeling strongly that let's follow the agenda and maybe those who doesn't Let's come together, honourable members, as 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 a as a committee. Uh, I've still seen the hand of honourable Mshongo and honourable Mshongos. Chairperson, I think the purpose of us adopting the agenda that is the purpose. It's a guideline how to run our meetings. Now we cannot adopt the agenda and change in between. It's uncalled for. It's not principled. Honorable members, can I, I take uh, the last decision? We usually do what I'm proposing. That's why I was asking. This is not the first of it. Let's, let's uh, get to the discussion, honorable members. Uh, we must not forget that sometimes we do waive our agenda. And that's why I was asking. Same members, sometimes they do ask, can we waive? But honorable members, Let's go to the discussion of uh, the presentations, overview of the minister and the, the presentation by the Honorable the DG. Uh, let me take the hands, Honorable members. Uh, I've put the ruling now. No one is going to talk about uh, what we've just uh, decided. Honorable Marlingos, Honorable Mshongo, Honorable Adams, in that order, honorable members. I thank you. Um, thank you again, Chair. <clears throat> Sorry. Thank you very much. And um, Chair, it's a pity that uh, Mr. Natim Tepper, the Minister of Sports and Culture, comes here guns blazing instead of fixing the arts of South Africa. Um, the fact that the minister is black, he is my brother. And he might not be my friend, it's okay. But it's a shame for the creatives of South Africa. Having said that, even the presentation that we are given here is not the same as, as the summarized one that we got, unless I'm the only one that has got this, the, the different one. Um, it is exactly six years since uh, the minister of this department elected eight persons uh, reference panel to revive the 1996 white paper on arts, culture, and heritage. And it is with great concern uh, still after the minister held the, the, the national policy consultative in Daba on the 26th and 27th of November, where nationwide consultations with stakeholders national institutions, organizations to solicit oral and written submissions to recommendations. Nothing has been uh, 
done so far or, or, or they have moved. I heard what, what the minister has been saying and the DGL. Um, <clears throat> my question is, is it the delay uh, is, is, is the delay of the white paper's adoption reciprocal to the absence of the Minister of Sports and Culture to the meetings of this community? And what are the main stumbling blocks of this white paper to be passed? Uh, another question that I have, <coughs> Chairperson. On the fourth uh, draft of this white paper, the Department of Sports and Culture prides itself for principles, accountability, and effectiveness. Will that be the true reflection of this department, taking into consideration of the recent PSP management uh, mismanagement and the creative uprising? Excuse <coughs> me. And uh, and uh, chairperson, our languages are still as good for hello and goodbye on our national flights. For how long must our languages be compromised because of lack of interest? on them by other nations living in South Africa. What is the department saying about that? Um, this white paper resolutes uh, the, the introduction of arts education at all levels of education. The basic infrastructure and resources in black underdeveloped uh, um, rural and urban communities. Uh, but it is still the same after 27 years of the so-called liberated country. Why are, are we still finding a lot of black communities still not having such initiatives? I heard about the, 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 the theaters that are still uh, has got to be opened, but we're talking about Ikati Senghui this time around. Uh, Sarah has just recently been assisted by the department, and yet, uh, as early as 1996, the white paper has been talking about uh, assisting with technical production skills, lighting, even power, audio visions, rigging, and, and all what Sarah has been talking about. And, as, and if it wasn't Sarah's resilience, they couldn't have nothing from uh, the department. <clears throat> like how many drafts has this department revised, this, this, uh, this uh, white paper has been revised since 1996? What was the controversy that it sparked? Uh, as, as, as the first draft was, was done in October uh, 2016, and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the next one was done in November, and the third one was done in February of the following year, um, was that the fourth draft that was finished on the 27th of October of, of, the 20, of 2017? And if it was, why did it take so long to be, to be looked at uh, on, the, on, on, on 2018? Uh, Chairperson, uh, um, the last question is like, what is the department saying about the challenge that the cultural practitioners like artists have because of the inability to access unemployment insurance fund, the, the, the UIF provisions, and, and the complex taxations uh, that, that are implicated and the absence of social security? Uh, Thank you, honorable members. Did you count how many questions you have asked? <laughs> uh, um, I wish that uh, the, the honorable members, they must uh, hold other questions for the follow-up in order that you must all have an intake. I'm not going to give that uh, three-minute role because it, it doesn't assist, but let's try... Uh, to check whether we are going to give everyone to us. Thank you, Honorable Matlingosi. We've noted all your questions. 
Thank you, Chair. Chairperson, I would like to welcome back the Minister. Minister, you are welcome. After so long that you've been missing, we're not sure where are you, even right now you are using someone's laptop, Mr. Mudau. But nonetheless, you are welcome. We highly appreciate your presence after in your absentia, not knowing where to your account. One of the things that I want to highlight, Minister, you are saying to us, you only respond on formal questions. I think maybe you must go check our rules on what is oversight. The oversight role is for you to respond to us, for us to engage in question times, even in deliberation times. Now it is uncalled for because your office is not even responding to our emails. If the, uh, the chairperson can allow me, I can share those emails here on, the, on this platform. If they can give me a share that I must share. For an example, I'll, I'll just give you two dates. I wrote to you on the 2nd of uh, 12th of September regarding the federation grant. You only acknowledge, not responding. The acknowledge, say, you acknowledge your letter. When you respond, you must say, um, these are the issues why we don't pay federation in times. That is that. It doesn't need a formal question for us to write that. It takes 14 days for you to respond for formal question. The issues that need our engagement, our interaction, you must account to us, you must deliberate with you now, not for us to wait for 14 days and you don't even respond after 14 days with a formal question that we've received. But nonetheless, you are welcome, but note that you don't respond to our, our, our my, 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 my request. Please respond, not acknowledge. You only acknowledge instead of responding. And another issue, your attendance is so important. Right now, under your leadership, NAC is not performing. Under your leadership, we had NAC report in your absentia. We had question, we had political question that we wanted to find out from you because you are accountable to us, but you, you were absent. Now, irrespective that the minister, deputy minister comes, deputy minister even he failed in the several meeting to come. Both of you were absent. Now, one of the things that I want to put it in. We're not attacking you. We're doing our work. I'm doing my work as an oversight work that the minister must attend and prioritize these meetings. It's either you advise us on Tuesdays, you're not available. We speak to the chair of chair. We change our schedule. When you're available, if it's Wednesday, let's do that because we have to engage with you. For an example, this white paper, it has been outstanding for some time. Under your leadership, when you started this term, you stated clearly that you have an open door policy, but I don't see that open door policy because when are we going to implement this white paper? When are we going to implement this white paper under your watch, Minister? Uh, NAC under your watch, plus minus uh, 300 million has been mismanaged under your watch. AG has a damning report. The forensic report is damning under your watch. We must engage. You must tell us because one of the things that we are told that needs your response, it doesn't need more, me to write a, a letter to you that you acknowledge instead of responding to us. But nonetheless, Minister, you are welcome and it's advisable for you to prioritize our meeting and make sure that you respond to us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Msongo. Uh, Honorable Adams, Honorable Adams. 
Thank you, Chairperson. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Minister, Honorable Colleagues of PC, Department of DSEC, and staff members. I wanted to thank the Minister for his brief input. Um, and I also wanted to thank the Minister of um, the Minister in his busy schedule to attend uh, this meeting. Sometimes scheduled meetings are out of control, Chairperson. And I also support the view that if the Minister are having responsibilities at the SS uh, Executive, we must understand that also. Chairperson, I have uh, a few questions uh, which I am concerned about on uh, page 10. From partnership with the Ministry of uh, Basic Education, will this also be included in the MOA between DSEC and ed Education? Because we know and are aware that the MOA is not yet been finalized. And also included in page 11, Chairperson, a possibility of duplication of mandates and responsibilities. I refer that to page 11. And Chairperson, uh, also on regarding page 10 and 11, Page 32, I saw inputs provided to draft the MOU, MOA, but when does the department plan to conclude an MOA with the Department of um, Basic Education? But I can also saw on page 30, Chairperson, the notice um, of time frames was there given not applicable. So we can maybe we can accept that not in the new future, they must uh, explain to us. Chairperson, and then on page um, 19, I'm really, really overwhelmed about the update on the Northern Cape Theater. That's really exciting news indeed. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Adams. Honorable Dennis. Uh, thank you, um, Chairperson, and good morning to everybody. Thank you for the presentations. I would like just to note the Minister's comment that it's work in progress, but I think given on the information on the presentation that refers to legislation and alignment with the P PFMA, I think I want to um, I want to say to the minister and the department that we we must move faster because we are dealing here with legacy history in alignment, uh, bringing the department up to standard with our democratic values as per the presentation. Um, Chairperson, I would like to ask the, um, the the question. Uh, first question I would want to ask is. What is the time frames? We've, we've come a long way. I can hear from the other members on this on this um, revised white paper. What is the time frame of this revised white paper? Although I've heard progress and progress being implemented already, um, and then 
I want to ask the amendment of the Libraries Act and the budget challenges the minister referred to. I would like to know if that speaks to the unfunded mandates and the fact that between province and local municipalities is always a challenge of where's the, who must do the job and where the money must come from. Um, I've heard about the benefits to to the um, creative and cultural uh, workers, which I think is that uh, copyright amendment bill is good news. And then uh, Chairperson, I also would like to know, um, the government have, have decided some years ago to to, to review uh, entities and amalgamating some entities. So I just would like to know if this white paper is also, if it includes the the whole government's plan of, of, of amalgamation of entities. Um, otherwise we're going to run two uh, uh, programs, you know, uh, which, which overlaps. Chairperson, um, uh, my last question is, is the, the point about this partnership with education or higher education, but my question is more referring to, to basic education. Uh, and if one go to the schools now, or if we go to a museum, or if we go to a library, which is includes cocktail and basic education, the future of what this department deals with lies for me in in the curriculum of, of future generations to come. So whatever we whatever we do in the in the and the, the, the transformation that this departments are taking at the moment must also be recorded in such a way that it becomes part of the curriculum for future generations to live this new democratic values that we that we are in the process of of changing and 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 as the as the last slide indicated which is a concern i have all this work comes to and i'm not sure that figure is correct it's, it's a massive figure uh, 18 billion which is more than double the the budget that the department gets so it needs urgent attention it's very important work um and i think we we need to have a discussion and i hope the minister and the department can convince treasury that these programs that raised so far uh, needs financial support that we can that we can make progress on 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 transformation and implementing what we envisage in the constitution and within our democratic values. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Honorable Dennis. Uh, the next Honorable Member is Honorable Sondi. Um, I, I, I don't have many questions. Uh, I only have one uh, issue with uh, Sarah Batman. Uh, DJ uh, touch on the challenges which took longer than expected on that issue. Um, I just wish him to uh, explain uh, 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 more uh, on it. But other than that, uh, I think the progress made so far pending the uh, availability of funds is much appreciated. 
Um, in particular, uh, we, we, we are hoping uh, that it will enhance international relations um, uh, between certain uh, countries. Uh, as the minister indicated, um, our relations with them. And I think this white paper will, 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 will assist. I'm just highlighting one um, uh, 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 or two areas. There are Semadola and Samura Machel. It's because of the 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 their <clears throat> their status uh, in their respective countries uh, and others, but uh, the the two that I'm mentioning is because uh, I once visited uh, the areas and uh, and uh, I know how uh, the ethos uh, and values of this uh, museum. Uh, to the people of uh, Mozambique uh, and Botswana. <clears throat> so this white paper will assist uh, South Africa uh, uh, moving forward. And also as a department will be seen as, as, as a department that is uh, on top of the agenda, uh, the issue of transforming um, uh, uh, the challenges uh, of the political uh, uh, difficulties we have experienced as a country. Uh, so uh, I think the department, um, the progress made so far uh, with the new timelines, uh, Chair, because it has timelines, though some uh, had difficulties, but the new timelines that they are presenting to us will assist so that uh, at the end of the day, we don't have white paper uh, that took years and years. But the, the progress report, the department to come forward with the progress report with timelines, it's much appreciated. Uh, we, are we, are, we, 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 we are discussing uh, the progress uh, to each and every area uh, of our concern, and to us, uh, it adds value to what we always say. The department is not uh, reporting to us; is not accounting on the on the on the on the challenges uh, it is experiencing, and also uh, the inavailability of funds sometimes. Uh, that hinder progress, but because they are presenting the issues uh, to us and, 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 and challenges, which are not a, a matter to us, I think that church is much appreciated. Uh, thanks, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Sondi. Honorable Fandek. Thank you, Chair, and also thank you for the presentation. Um, I just want to um make sure um uh, and ask um whether all the consultation processes um um have been done at this stage um and if it if from here it, i just want to confirm that it will now go to law if that's how it works um or if there is still opportunity for people to give input 
And then um, I realized that this uh, uh, updated policy is designed to address the uh, uh, current challenges and shortcomings um, in the existing policy. Um, and from my side, I wanted to know if it's, uh, will it be possible for the committee to at some stage receive uh, the, the under existing document, um, the issues and the proposed remedies, um, so that it is uh, an easy document to see what specifically in the previous document have been changed. I'm not sure if that's um, going to be complicated, but I was just wondering if that's if it, it will be. Um, how can I put it? But it would be um, helpful if we can get the previous document um, that has uh, the, uh, with the proposals, so that we can um, have a better understanding, even more, um, of what is proposed. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, thank you, Honorable Fandek, uh, Honorable Pony, Honorable Minister. Uh, we have got our new member, uh, who is, which is Honorable Pony Marekwa. Uh, this is her third meeting since she signed in. Uh, to you, Honorable Member. No, thank you. Thank you, Chairperson, and uh, good morning, Honorable Minister and your team, and all members of the committee. Good morning. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chairperson, I also let me take the opportunity to welcome the report as was presented by both the Minister and the DG, and also appreciate uh, one, one of the issues that I picked up along not wanting to mention what uh, comrades, others, other comrades have mentioned. I, one is impressed with the 65 Heritage Bursary Awards that have been given to needy kids. And we would like to commend the department and wish that it continues on that, on that level and even maybe to an extent of increasing the numbers of those uh, children who will be able to benefit from the bursary scheme, making sure that we, we, uh, uh, there is improvement and improvement not of their own, but also their families, because once you empower one person, the whole family might benefit from the one individual that has been uh, empowered. Also on the issue of uh, education, that the, top, the document talks about, it's about uh, also encouraging artists I think it is very important. We know that artists, most of them have do have stud, have studied somewhere to be where they are. But education, as we know that in, in, in other languages, you continue learning even when you are an expert in some areas. So we want to appreciate that information that comes from, from the report uh, from the department. Also that noting that this is a progress report, the heading that I picked up from the report on the slides was saying progress on implementation of the revised white paper on arts, culture, and heritage. So we appreciate the progress and the report that has been presented because it shows that there is some work that has been done by the department. But uh, it is also important that maybe sooner we need to have another meeting to say how far are we, have we concluded or are we still continuing? And what are those areas that we still need to work on? So so that it does not end here today. So we appreciate and welcome the report in that 
that, uh, in that sense. And then also issue of sports, arts and culture. As much as the report notes that uh, mentions that there are uh, forums in provinces and in local where we'll be having of forums that, will, that are established. I think sports plays a major role. We've got a scourge. There's GBV, there's other elements in our societies or, or far and deep and rural areas and you see the scourge of drugs that young people are swimming in. And I think through sports and arts, and uh, young people's lives can be safe and making them meaningful to their communities. So I think this should also continue with the, the department to continue and enter those areas that are not accessible, sometimes very far. I think through sports, we'll be able to let our communities from those uh, ill issues, such drugs and so on in our communities. So I, we, we, one also want to talk on the issue of uh, the conditional grants. I think it's a step in the right direction, and uh, we hope that the, the department will have enough resources, including manpower, to can deal with all these issues on the progress report, because to, to roll out a document or a program or a process needs a lot of resources, including human resource funding included as well. So I think it will be considered and looked into so that the, this depart, the department is not disadvantaged when it comes to the necessary and uh, well-needed uh, resources to can implement the plans that we have for, uh, for to, to roll the plans out as, as than when the document or is finalized. The other issue, uh, uh, Madam Chairperson, uh, uh, on the issue of the attendance or non-attendance of the minister, I think the ministers, there's an office, there's a minister, the minister and there's a deputy minister. On the past two meetings that I've attended, I've noted and one wanted to understand what is exactly this, but on the two meetings that I attended, Madam Chair, the Deputy Minister was present. And for me, the Deputy Minister was representing the office of the Minister. The Minister's apologies that were read in the past meetings, the two meetings during this week, were having reasons also, where is the Minister and what is happening? It was not absence without apology. So I, I think to... I, Minutes equally mandated to be in that particular meeting because of them representing an office. So we appreciate the time that the minister have uh, made for today to be here, but it cannot be that we will want the minister all the time to be present in the meetings because uh, uh, he has got other people who also want to see him. There are Mosakog, there are committees, sports and uh, within the sports and us fraternity that will also would like to engage with the Minister one on one or from time to time. So as a committee, we need to appreciate that in the ups when the minister is not there, there's an apology and there will be a deputy minister representing. And also we should bear in mind that there are other things that will happen. Like today we got a report that the deputy minister is not well. So we need to really consider other things. It's like saying to a president of a country, we want to in a meet in parliament every day. 
how who is going to run the affairs? Who how is he going to engage? So I think we 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 appreciate the meet the the apologies that have been presented, and they are well accepted from uh one would, from our side, uh, honourable minister. That uh, we understand that you will not be in all places at all time, but as long as we, we have the deputy minister in the office is represented, I think that assists the meeting, and we continue to have reports. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Bonnie. Uh, uh, the DG, I'm suspecting the Minister will be coming at the end or any other arrangement that we are having as the Office of the Minister uh, who must start to respond. I am leaving upon you. Thank you. Yeah, the DG will respond. Uh, uh, yes. I will come at the end uh, after he and the team would have uh, responded. Thank you, Honorable Minister. DJ. No, thank you very much, uh, uh, Chairperson. Uh, maybe, Chairperson, uh, let me start with uh, what is called begin with an end in mind uh, concept by those who deal with policy development. Honorable uh, Chairperson, this notion that uh, revised white paper, which I'm getting is a very uh, unfortunate one. There's an assumption that it's either it's not there, there must still be a revised white paper being approved. There is a notion that it is not implemented. It's a total disregard of what has been presented on the implementation process of where we are. Now, let's let's dispel the notion that the policy is still not there. The revised white paper is there. If you read, and I said, I, I hope that the honorable members have read, because we're not coming here for the first time, the document. But if you just go back to the very first slide under background, it tells you that cabinet approved this in October 2018. Parliament endorsed it in 2019. So I don't understand this question whether they will there is, is the policy is not there. Uh, whether members have read these presentations or not is a concern for me because then we are answering questions that should not arise when we know the policy has been endorsed by parliament in 2019, November. So, starting with first question, then. First thing then that I want to say that, please, honorable members, as we have said, there will be no consultations again, because the policy has been done, consulted upon. There was an advisory committee that was sitting and developed, went throughout all provinces to consult. We are talking implementation now, because in terms of the policy development cycle, you deal with problem identification. Now, honorable members are asking, 
what is the difference between this police and this one? And I want to be clear, we presented those things on what is old and what is it that is new. And it's there in the archives of parliament, presentations detailing the rationale behind policy review. So that is where we started, that there was a problem of alignment with what currently is happening vis-a-vis -vis what was envisaged in 2005. Now, we move then further to outline to honorable members that then there was an analysis by a team that was then appointed. Then consultation happened. This is in line with the normal life cycle of policy development. Then there was a strategy to say now, after endorsement, what are we going to do? Which is what we presented to honorable members and said we have broken this down to short-term, medium-term, long-term. Now, legislation, which is what we start with all the time, is that which we had already started to do and that which needs revision. Because if you talk of amalgamation of entities, they have two different legislations that must be brought together you must then deal with that and have consultative processes for you to have an entity founded on basis of law as a new entity. So that is why we are saying, then we are explaining this in terms of years we are going to be able to do. So coming to then specific questions that have been raised to the Department directly, is to say, honorable member says that uh, the policy, honorable Majingozi says the policy uh, is not there, has not been endorsed. What are the obstacles? The answer is this policy has been endorsed in November 2019 by Parliament. So there is now obstacle about this policy being endorsed. We are now implementing. Two, the issues of languages being uh, uh, not utilized as they should, official languages in the country. The department have got an entity called Pencil, but we also have an own language unit in the department. Many honorable members have not acquainted themselves with work done today by Pencil in terms of even having the 2012 police declaring the utilization of official languages in the country, which then says, among others, how to deal with regional diversification of these languages, because at least each region, because South Africa is a diverse country, must at least declare certain policies, there are certain languages that must be used. Over and above that, what is required of each department of the state to have policy on official languages? Now, the utilization of language, Honorable Chairperson, is a responsibility of citizens. Now, when instruments of government are there, 
and there is no implementation or utilization thereof, which is a report that PenSelf provides as an entity of this department to say what are the challenges. So we must then be able to use the language, but instruments of the state are there. This democratic state, democratic government, to say these languages are official and they must be utilized. And we monitor and we give report based on PenSelf's assessment of use of languages throughout the country. So I want to appeal both. Now, department have done what they're supposed to do. Promotion of these languages, we continue to have various interactions, particularly with the institutions around the various institutions around the use of these languages. But at the end of the day, there is a need for various levels, both of government, private sector, and diverse citizens, to utilize the languages. We are, as I speak now, we were working with National Library of South Africa, where ministers have always in, indicated in this forum the issue of just to have the classics so that people have access to the books that are written in their own language. Now, the reading campaign, where we are busy, every time when we deal with the issues of books, we deal with the issues of books written in African languages. So that then our children and those who use it are able to do and utilize these languages. So I'm just saying, Jefferson, that uh, the issue of official languages, if it's gonna be left uh, to the department and not bring on citizens on board and use the instruments that the department has developed in government, then this will remain, unfortunately, an elusive dream. We have to take the collective responsibility to drive the issue of utilization of this language. The bursaries we are offering under languages deal with the development of languages, of African languages. There are people who are doing currently through this bursary scheme honors, postgrad in these languages. Now, the next question, Jefferson, is in relation to how many drafts. I'm not sure if this question is still relevant. I've indicated that we no longer talking of drafts. We don't often endorse papers. Now, the issue of what is the department doing or saying about the issue of the security and work environment of the creatives. I think first and foremost, uh, Minister mentioned the issue of the copyright amendment bill, as well as the performance protection amendment bill. That, that is where first and foremost legislation needs to be finalized. It covers a lot of protective clauses, clauses there to protect the creatives. But on our side, we have engaged with the Department of Labor and the Department of Labor had published a paper where there were comments expected or public comment around just specifically on the creatives and how to deal with this matter for them to get a protection, at least in the work environment. 
we have engaged with them to make sure that there is policy enacted in this regard. Now, the issue of uh, Honorable, I think Honorable Chong, I'm not sure about the NAC, because that's the only one I think I can talk to at this stage. We have presented to the committee on several occasions how the money allocated to NAC of 300 million has been utilized and jobs created. And I think I will ask that if the Kumalo can just indicate that. We have indicated the money has been used and given and is in the pockets of artists and people who were employed, this 300 million. We have indicated what is the balance. And I would like to share those figures before we leave here. Because clearly there is something that is being said here that is inaccurate. That the 300 million have not been used for the intended purpose in its totality. The forensic report pointed to the areas of gaps, Jefferson, where it indicated those who might have been board members who should not have truly benefited, and that then action must be taken. But to say the whole 300 million, there has been a failure of this PSP program when we have created so many jobs and the money has been allocated to the creatives is incorrect. Now, Honorable Adams, we welcome the comments uh, that have been uh, made. The partnership with the Department of Basic Education, as we indicated, the MOU or MOA was done and finalized. Then the team had to work on what we call the work plan on how to implement the things that are there. The reason for a bit of a delay in this regard was that we needed to revisit the MOU so that it incorporates the new mandate of the department as one department. And the previous MOU with both separate dealing with issues of sport and the others dealing with the issues of arts and culture and, and, and programs that we have as individuals. Where to then have a technical team that after ministers, two ministers met to say, we need the, the way in which we're gonna regulate our relationship. Then we met and they assigned me and the DG Muel to work on this MOA which was then uh, finalized by the team. Then the team presented this MOA. Then we said to them, but how are we gonna implement it? You need to have a work plan. And the work plan then has been finalized. Uh, it is uh, my understanding when I got a report on progress uh, that the team would be presenting to the teachers um, uh, early January, and then thereafter, end of January, we present this to the ministers this MOA with a work plan and integrated MOA that talks to both issues of port as well as arts and culture. And then we have a single point of reference to implement arts, culture and sport in schools. But that did not stop us from working with them in terms of artists in schools programs, the issue of school sports programs that are still taking place. Yes, they happen, but we needed to finance that MOE. Now, on the issue raised around 
um, and A. I think that is why that was not uh, in terms of timelines because that is ongoing, but we'll just take that honorable chairperson. Now, uh, we also welcome the issue then of, uh, as I've indicated, the issue of legislation and alignment with PFME, that we will definitely honorable tenants uh, deal with those and be able to then uh, make sure that uh, all legislations that need amendments are amended, but it's just it's a process to amend the legislation. Um, and then the issues of the libraries, I think it was a comment, I will not go much. It is true indeed, it requires a lot of money and that 18 billion rent, that is why then we could not take this to finality because we need to finalize this issue. And I think in our presentation, we're talking of around 2023 to finalize this issue of if we were to roll it out, how are we going to provide for it? And it is true that it does have impact on both the province and local government. Hence, this needs to be finalized at all those levels of who finds what, so that the budget issue, when we promise our people in this country about the functioning of libraries, we are clear that it is doable and who is responsible for what in this big part of the budget. And amalgamation of entities, as we've indicated, we have started with that process and we gave a concrete example of uh, what is happening with EMBO and uh, Freedom Park, uh, working with uh, Madonna as well as Embozin uh, uh, to bring this together. We've indicated with the NAC and the NFVF uh, that uh, over and above the issue of legislation, there is also then the issue that the task team has been established to work towards that. But we do agree that it will help to streamline the issues of operational budgets so that we've got one body uh, that can be able to work on that. But it needs time to finalize these amalgamation processes for individual entities. And then on the issue of the uh, basic education and curriculum content, yes, we agree uh, in that regard in terms of the curriculum change uh, and decolonization of curriculum itself, so that our curriculum talks to what our kids should understand as being um, a decolonized curriculum and curriculum content that reflects our values as a country and our identity. And the, the basic education has been busy with a curriculum review committee, uh, among others, to deal with that. But our partnership with them will assist in terms of making inputs in relation to sport, arts, and culture. So we welcome the, the comment, the Honorable Chairperson. Uh, and I think the rest, and um, I have covered the chairperson, and um, the others were, were being uh, comments, uh, which we welcome, uh, but others were more related to, to maybe minister. I don't know if there is any addition from my colleagues. Any addition from DG? Uh, before I give minister? Um, yes, please, um, Honorable Chair, and good um, morning uh, to yourself, the members, um, Minister Tiji, and my colleagues. 
Uh, I, I uh, would want to just add, as requested uh, by the DG, uh, with respect to um, the issue of the disbursement uh, of the PESP funds um, by NAC um, in terms of where we are at this stage. But Honorable Chair, just allow me also just to mention, um, DG made mention of the theater um, in the Northern Cape. Um, it's functional uh, right now. And um, in fact, the whole issue of the launching, official launching of it and the renaming um, is, uh, we're looking at a date in about two weeks time, a date of about around the 15th of December has been, is being discussed with the province. I just wanted to add that first of all. With regard to the NAC um, PESP funds, um, Honorable Chair and members, um, NAC was given a total amount of 300 million in terms of the allocation out of that 665 million that we had received from Treasury. 5% of that amount was to go towards the admin cost that they were to incur in the process of this disbursement which then leaves an amount of 285 million. And this is the amount um, that is in the process of being dispersed. It's, it's reaching finality at this point in time. Uh, we can report um, to the portfolio committee that 279.4 million as of yesterday has been dispersed. Um, out of this 285 uh, million. And it's been dispersed to a total number of 1,309 projects, uh, Honorable Chair, who all have received their first tranche payments because the payments were done in tranches to ensure that those recipients submit reports before they can then be given uh, the second um, and final tranche. And um, I'm, I'm saying the first tranche uh, payment to 1,309 projects, uh, but creating um, 22,151 jobs, Honorable Chair. And these are the jobs that have been verified uh, that we are reporting on. And, and they are obviously going to increase as the project um, is being finalized. Of those projects that were approved, um, uh, that have received the second tranche, it's a total of 1,199. And you will note then, Honorable Chair, that the balance um, of about 5.6 million that still remains um, within the PESP allocation of NAC is what is then going to be going towards that second tranche payment as and when um, the beneficiaries submit their reports with respect to the utilization of the first tranche payment. That is where we stand at this point in time. Um, with the project is being finalized as I indicate, and the final report uh, would be pro uh, uh, then presented to us as a department by um, end of February. Uh, by NAC, but the conclusion of the project, we are projecting that they will finalize 
the, all these outstanding payments of the first tranches um, before the end of December. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you so much, TTG. Uh, uh, Dr. Kumaru, uh, Honorable the Minister. Well, thank you very much, uh, and uh, <coughs> thanks to the teacher and the team on the on the, on the response uh, which uh, they've provided. Well, Chair, <coughs> I think the PG has, has actually clarified the issues which have been raised by uh, Honorable uh, Malingozi. And um, um, for me, it would be just a matter of uh, emphasis, really, uh, that uh, <coughs> the, we are no longer talking about a delayed uh, white paper. Uh, uh, this particular committee, in fact, we hope that uh, the white paper will be passed in the in the fifth administration. It couldn't. Uh, it can't be implemented if it's not endorsed by parliament. Uh, but in its wisdom, uh, this very committee, uh, and I want mm -hmm. to thank uh, for that uh, uh, chair, that uh, they saw the value uh, in, in endorsing the white paper. So. Uh, I, I, I would uh, urge honorable members uh, to uh, come fast forward and be here where we are, uh, because we are now giving a report after you, as this committee has endorsed the white paper, uh, which effectively uh, its process uh, started uh, uh, in January uh, 2020, which was last year. And what uh, the, the team has been raising here is what emanated from that. Uh, I would be pleased if the members engage with the progress made so far. I have not had Honorable Malingos uh, alluding to that. We, 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 are, we are hard at work uh, in implementing the white paper. We're no longer talking about uh, some committees six years ago or 20 years ago. We are here after 2019. Count 2020. 2021, and this is what we are saying uh, we've done in implementing the white paper. And uh, <clears throat> on languages, Chair, uh, I, I, I appreciate the, the, the concern of Honorable Malingos. Uh, the issue of language languages is a very important one. Uh, you know, Chair, one is, is, is seeing that uh, and experiencing that practical um, where we have uh, on the records uh, uh, trying to preserve one of the languages uh, which is uh, becoming extinct uh, in the country, the new language. And the new language has only Omar Katrina Esau, uh, who's known to be the custodian of this uh, language. And, 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 and Oma Katrina is um, advanced in age, is part of uh, the living legends, legacy, fraternity uh, of the department. Uh, we are doing everything in our power to actually uh, digitize uh, the language itself, uh, working with pencil. Uh, so it's, it's a very important matter uh, the, the, the member is raising. Uh, I can say, Chair, that the uh, 
under the leadership of uh, the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development. We are working together uh, in ensuring that uh, this parliament pass the 12th official language, which is the sign language uh, in this country. Uh, so we're working very hard on that because it's, a, it's an important thing to do. But coming to what is it we are doing uh, so that people would, would understand, sometimes um, you feel when people say that the department is not doing anything, you feel that uh, there is a gap of, of people uh, you know, familiar, familiarizing themselves uh, with what is there uh, for everybody to see, uh, especially people who are in this area. See, for instance, uh, the, the reprinting of the uh, African classic books, uh, those very books you read uh, in your high school uh, times and so on, uh, is, is meant to highlight this, uh, uh, to highlight the importance of the language. I don't know where, where, where were you, I think you were, you were in sport at the time, in 2016, for instance, as part of this program. <clears throat> of highlighting their indigenous languages. We, we celebrated one of the African classic books uh, and we shared with parliament uh, in 2016, which was turning 100 years, uh, uh, as part of this uh, program uh, of, of highlighting what needs to be done. Uh, we've worked with the, uh, the president, even when he was still the deputy president, who was one of the things he does and does best is, is reading. Uh, and the revival of the culture of reading and writing together with the, the South African Library. Uh, we have uh, uh, actually uh, ensured that uh, each time we, we really expand, uh, particularly from the level of, of, of language and literature. That is why annually uh, we, we support uh, financially the South African uh, literature association uh, to to highlight uh, the usage uh, of, of languages. So it's it's an important uh, aspect that the member has, has touched on. <clears throat> As the bigger said, uh, we, we we give bursaries to no less than three hundred students every year uh, for the languages that. Uh, uh, in, in, in most of the major universities uh, in this country. We do that and we, con we continue to do that because we believe that uh, it's important that uh, we look into this aspect. But not only that, uh, uh, we, we are looking at, you see, Africans and English develop to the point where they are today Precisely because there were investment, there were resources specifically, uh, you know, uh, pumped into this uh, process of development uh, and uh, research, uh, you know, uh, institutes, museums uh, for the preservation and the development of languages and so on happened. In our backyard, <clears throat> in a place there in Makanda, uh, or in that beautiful place. Uh, we, we had as one of these 25 uh, entities of the department then, uh, which, is, which was arts and culture, we, we had what was called as one of the entities, the National English Literary Museum. 
and part of the mandate of this of this museum under our leadership was to further develop uh, and improve English. So I said, no, uh, something must change here. Uh, English is developed. Uh, this, this entity is located in an area where 80% of people speak is a closer. We then said, no, we, we are changing this mandate uh, that um, we are not going to discard English, but part of the mandate would be to develop uh, and improve Isitopsa uh, in So the thing is that uh, this uh, museum is now dealing with Isitosa, not only English, uh, for development and promotion. And we're looking at other museums uh, as well. Uh, Honorable Madeline also talks of the of the academies and theatres as things uh, pipe dream. No, uh, actually, all of those uh, theatres, playhouses are there, and they are not a pipe dream. They, they are they are happening, and they are working. Uh, Our program, uh, we, we have we have uh, reported this to Parliament during the budget voters. Our program is to undermine the apartheid's partial development because these academies and playhouses have only been in four former colonial provinces. Uh, and what the DG and PDG were, were trying to illustrate to you, uh, honorable members, is that uh, we, are, we have expanded to accommodate uh, the democratically uh, uh, agreed to boundaries and provinces that at least in each province out of these nine, not four, out of these nine, there should be that uh, a particular theatre. But we have also, uh, uh, as part of this uh, training and professionalizing uh, the industry, we are and have been funding the other, other uh, the academies. Uh, whether it's a Benzwake Poetry Academy or whether it's a Professor Nduli, Pitiganduli uh, Studios on carving and so on, and many of these, including uh, the Technical and Production uh, the Academy uh, by uh, uh, Fredinia Teller, which we have been funding over a period of time. So it's happened. Uh, it's there. What we are seeing that we will continue, we'll, we'll, we'll finish off the cycle and ensure that uh, actually things are, are happening. On the issue of you, so the issue uh, then uh, of, of, of languages, uh, we are uh, concerned as you are that they will have in public spaces where it would be a hello and goodbye. And this, this is what we are doing practically and we've been doing over years. On the issue of um, uh, um, the challenge uh, of not accessing UIF. Uh, well, it's, 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 it's a correct observation, uh, Honorable Member, Honorable Matlingosi, uh, that uh, part of the bills I've urged you uh, as parliament to do everything in your power to fast track their passing. 
uh, is so that they regulate the industry. They won't be in the UIF uh, artists. They won't be there precisely because the industry is not regulated. And these two pieces of legislation uh, on your left there uh, in parliament are meant to do just that. So I think uh, we should uh, we should be able to um, we, we we hope that uh, you will uh, do the necessary work uh, so that uh, they are they are passed in parliament. Honourable Mushongo, um, no, I don't appreciate your welcome because I think it's uh, condescending. Uh, I have uh, I I have never taken a French leave uh, from this committee. Uh, and every time I account about my whereabouts, uh, uh, so there is no instance where I have not been a part of the meeting. See, for instance, Chair, the, the November schedule, uh, which uh, is one schedule which I have not been part to, uh, the 12th and the 9th uh, were Fridays, uh, and I couldn't attend. Uh, this is the day, this part of of the days of the outreach program, uh, which we uh, have established in the department over a period of time. The 9th, uh, the 16th and the 23rd of, um, of this month, uh, I couldn't participate in this committee uh, because it was cabinet committee days. And if it's cabinet committee days, uh, the deputy minister will come in. Uh, and I think uh, that should sink in, in, in our heads, that uh, that's, that's the situation. If there is a proposal from uh, Honorable Mshongo that uh, the date be changed, that would be good. But even when the date would be changed, I won't always be there in the committee. Uh, I would be there as and when I have to. The 30th uh, of, um, of this month, Tuesday, I could not attend chair because I was part, I'm still part of the state uh, visit, but I was taking the first and the last leg uh, as per the president, because that's the program of the president. And uh, if in future the state visit, I won't be part of the committee meeting. And it's not about anything, but it's about opening up opportunities, opening up uh, the global and continental platforms for the artists and for the arts uh, in this country, together with the athletes. Uh, so uh, it's not it's not the welcome back uh, as to it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the continuation. And the deputy minister has been here. I'm not happy, Chair, that uh, I've had uh, bad things and reports about an instance where both the deputy minister and I were not around, one, because of the cabinet committee meetings on my part, but the deputy minister was not aware. And I have no respect of people who, who just dismisses for the sake of it, even when somebody is ill, very insensitive. I, 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 I really, I don't, I don't have any respect for it. The deputy minister attends these meetings and she'll continue to attend. The deputy minister will stand in, in the oral replies in parliament when I'm not around, and 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 she'll continue uh, to do uh, like that. So there is nothing like in Dr. Nayola Shegona. Welcome, there's no. 
Now, uh, I'll, I'll be glad to hear what, what are the political issues with the NAC. There's no, there's no political issue. The NAC has worked very well, as uh, the PDG has, has, has responded. The, the PESP, there's no money which disappeared. Uh, and I would, I would urge members, request them uh, to read. I mean, that should be part of our I mean, we, we encourage the culture of reading and so on. For the past three weeks now, the report on NAC is out. And uh, this report doesn't talk about disappearance of 300 million rents. Uh, the issue is that 200... 285 million rands was <laughs> to date to date 279.4 million rands is in the pockets of the artists that co constitute 98.6 percent it's it's not lost it's in the pockets of the artists so they have this money what remains uh, out of that to conclude the 285 are the reports some artists have to give so that they get their last tranche. The person who is owed here uh, by those who were in the, in the, in the counts and before is NAC, not artist. So this thing that uh, there's money which disappeared, um, I, would, I would urge uh, that uh, you, you also advise others uh, to, to really read uh, the report, uh, which is out there. Uh, from uh, the forensic uh, 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 firm, uh, which did that. There's no man which uh, is lost. Artists, uh, and we've said this, Chair, that even this 285 million is not enough. But this is what we have. This is what we have. And um, overall, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we have a situation where we are at a point uh, where the, the, the NAC itself is uh, going to be concluding on this matter uh, because people have money. Uh, the mismanagement the NAC is dealing with, uh, their CEOs, CFOs, and everybody there, they are dealing, it's for the NAC, not for the artist. Not a cent for the artist is to waste uh, out of this $285 million. Uh, Honorable Dennis, uh, I think that... Um, I, I, I really, you know, uh, am touched with the, the way you understand uh, this part of our work uh, on the library um, and ensuring that the, the access to information to as many people as possible uh, is achieved. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really touched on that. And uh, I think that, uh, uh, you know, it, it helps your 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 intervention helps especially when you you talk from the point of view of the budget and the need to support uh, the department uh, particularly uh, on that. Uh, so I I, I really um, uh, am happy uh, about your your contribution and uh, will continue. Uh, in fact, you are encouraging us uh, to do more, uh, in pushing to ensure that uh, really. Um, Nobody at this time and age should be out of information. Uh, information is important. Uh, knowledge production is important. And therefore, uh, our libraries play a very key role in, 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 in social progress. Uh, Honorable Fantake, 
Honorable Van Dijk, you know, um, the matter you touched on um, of our MOU with DPE, I would say, uh, Honorable Member, that uh, it is the lifeblood uh, of the, the success uh, or our success uh, in sport development. Um, and uh, uh, honourable member, you know, over and above what the DG has said about the reviewing of the of the mandate and so on. Uh, I've, uh, also, uh, from the ministry point of view, have moved to uh, look at other aspects because you would uh, understand the honourable member that part of the challenges have to do with finances. We we are pushing, uh, and we are going back to. Uh, Judge Davis uh, on the Davis Commission, uh, so that they give breaks to those who sponsor sports, uh, so that we are able uh, to get more sponsors and the, the, the sport develop as well. But um, what is going to make or break sports in this country is a, a school sport, uh, and you have your your finger. Uh, on the pulse uh, thereof. We will be at uh, the beginning of January uh, launching uh, the ambassadors program uh, where we are trying to over and above uh, the uh, agreement we have with uh, the uh, Department of Basic Education, get other uh, like your ambassadors, uh, people who have been there before in sport, uh, coming together with us, working with us, and ensuring that we go down to the townships, we go to the uh, uh, villages and so on, uh, and ensure that uh, there is a development uh, insofar as that is concerned. And thank you very much, uh, Honorable Member. Uh, Honorable uh, uh, Member Zondi. Honorable Minister, uh, yes? try, to, try to, to fast track your answers uh, I'm being reminded uh, by administration uh, monitoring the time. Uh, thank you, Honorable Minister. Okay, no, no thanks. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, <clears throat> but I think, Honorable Zondi, the matter we have, we have, we have referred to, um, we, we, we will crisscross the world, uh, Honorable Member, as you are noting correctly so. We'll crisscross the world because we want our artists yes, uh, to be exposed. Uh, so uh, thanks for noting that uh, and, and the importance thereof. Uh, Honorable uh, um, Boni, uh, you must correct me here, Chase. Is Marekwa or Morekwa? Yes. Marekwa. Yes. Well, thank you so much, uh, Honorable Member. Um, in all what we have raised, uh, starting from the bursaries, uh, kids and the, uh, your appreciation of the steps which have been taken in implementing the white paper, the report today, uh, your observation about the role sport play in social cohesion and nation building, uh, the issue of conditional grants without which, uh, without ring fencing that, without working with COCTA to ring fence that, we were not going to be able to be opening uh, facilities like every week because this is what we do. That's why Fridays uh, are uh, very occupied for us because it's uh, the point of deliver delivery and interaction with uh, our communities. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Minister. Honorable members, uh, I didn't ask questions because I was thinking that uh, you have uh, asked so many questions. Some are relevant to my questions, but also I wanted to say to you, honorable members, uh, I've, I fulfilled the mandate of the committee on looking what are those things who are outstanding. And uh, you agreed in this that uh, when we are presenting that we must call we must call the department to come and give us the, the 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 process and the progress on what when we are this committee uh, members when uh, we we get to have amalgamation uh, as this committee we notice in our first uh, debate that. Uh, the problem of arts and culture, it needs this uh, white paper. And as these members uh, who, who were proposing to the department immediately, the department did uh, uh, take uh, the cue of doing whilst they were aware even themselves that without this um, white paper, all what they've just now presenting, doing a, a report back was not going to be in today in this meeting. I'm encouraging that um, I know that other members like Honorable Boni, they are just, just joining us in the committee. They'll have chance uh, to get on with the, the, the information that it was there. So we are encouraging you, uh, department, whenever uh, we want you to come and uh, give us a progress in any of uh, the legislation or any other issues uh, relating to this committee. You must always give us that opportunity uh, that we must engage with you in order that these members, as they've done today, they will see the gaps, they will see the progress and where they want to uh, add more, they will do that. Uh, the, the questions that I was going to ask, uh, they were related on what some of you and the, the minister and the DG on this cultural diplomas and international corporations so uh, I'm not going to ask them, but I want to emphasize that as this committee, we came here uh, with the understanding that there was an MOU uh, before uh, MOA. The MOA did uh, feature when uh, the amalgamation of this uh, sports and recreation, and then uh, when now we have got sports, arts and culture, they started uh, to go to look at MOA, which now, uh, even today, we do appreciate about uh, this report that now uh, you are hands-on teaching because uh, initially uh, all of us were crying that MOU and then now MAA, what are you doing? And they, uh, through the department, you 
reported that uh, the two uh, DGs uh, in a committee that wanting to fast track uh, those uh, input and that you must always come and brief us in order that we must know what we are doing in this department of ours. By those words, honorable members, uh, I'm saying that I do appreciate the questions raised by members. I do appreciate the responses from the department. Uh, can honorable members ask that we must take the second uh, briefing according to time? We must remember that uh, we still have uh, minutes which are outstanding. Uh, sometimes some of us being chairpersons, the office of house chairperson does call saying that you have an old minutes, please, before they are uh, expired. So I'm giving the department now to give us the last presentation. Point of okay. I'll raise the hand on the... I did check, you lowered it when I was about to say Honorable Mklongo, but I don't have any problem. Uh, you have a chance, Honorable Mklongo. Thank, thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Chair, can I comment on the Minister and I have a follow-up question on the Department. Chair, no I think the Minister... Yeah, thanks. It seems like the Minister thinks I'm not sensitive enough. I think he must go back to the minutes and check, have I not approved any sick leave or any sick apology from the deputy minister? I think it's uncalled for and it's unbecoming that you think I didn't. Thank you, the minister, I'll go back to the minutes. The only minutes that, two, three set of minutes that I did not accept an apology was from you, not from the deputy minister. And I think let's not call me amaposiso. I understand Nami, I do get sick. But nonetheless, Minister, you've acknowledged, Guti, you only acknowledge letters, you don't respond because you are quiet on that. I've sent several issues, for example, issues of us not getting the uh, forensic report. We only get it from the media. It was clearly unbecoming and uncomfortable for us to get questions. Imagine you're a member of the committee, you get questions from a journalist, you don't have that report. Another issue, issues of a uh, 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 federation not getting their subsidy in time or their grant in time. Now, what I'm saying to you, Minister Guti, I'll ask Guti, it's not only, and I know that you are a busy man. I know that you are a busy man. I noted that. But a schedule for you to have a courtesy to respond to our emails, and I won't even, you know, when you have time to respond to our emails, not acknowledge, and maybe it would be better for me, because if you don't respond to my emails, I expect you to come to the meeting and respond when I ask. For an example, issues of diplomatic code with the issues as Miss World, Miss South Africa, who, who was not supported by you to say he's not going there on behalf of South Africa because you don't support Israel. I think we want to engage on those issues. As a young woman... Please be uh, brief to the point. You, you must uh, manage the time. I, uh, please, honorable member. Yeah. I, th I think, Chair, I think that's why every meeting we must have a minister for us on day to day. 
issues that is happening in the country, we must engage and know what is the again. That is the only question I will ask. Because there are issues that I cannot even wait for the ask a formal question. Yeah, the question that I'm asking. But it's we are being cut now. to engage. If a minister may open the opening, why he may respond. But nonetheless, minister, and I see both. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I want you to round up your questions. I do hear Honorable Mushongo. I'm seeing so many hands. Sorry. My question is it double dipping. I think, Minister. The AG, our observation, my questions within different uh, presentation here, yeah, double dipping. Even the AG has observed that. Now I'm saying, good, if there's double dipping, there's mismanagement. ONAC. Please, it must be straight question, Honorable. We are managing the time. I'm pleading with you. Okay. DG, uh, DG Kumal, DTG Kumal, Dr. Kumal. You've stated that 5.6 million, uh, it's outstanding. According to the report, and I think we did Corner yesterday, the different figures that you gave us, now we are saying it's 5.6 uh, million, and obviously you said towards the end of the year, but there's a stipulated date on the report, it says on the 15th of December. I wanted to find out when is the actual finalization, the actual finalization of all uh, faces or trenches, so to say, for artists to get money. DG, last one, malcomation. You've been saying it takes time. What is the plan, the 88 dates? When are we going to implement the white paper? Thank you. Honorable members, I'm, I'm pleading with you. I cannot not allow you to do e follow up questions, but uh, you must try to avoid e print embers because now look at the time. And we still have about two items. Uh, I do respect that you want uh, all answers. Honorable Adams. Thank you, Chairperson. I just wanted to say that um, the highest three is got the most wind. But uh, I also just wanted to applaud the team we uh, work from the minister and uh, DSEC for work done on this revised white paper, although there were some challenges they did moving from November 2019, where Parliament endorsed it. I thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Did you hear me? Yes, I did. Thank you, Honorable Members. I want to remind the honorable members that uh, DG referred us to the presentation and uh, which we did ask them to come and report and on the NAC report, which was out before we got it. Honorable members, uh, the explanation uh, was that uh, the NAC uh, met with the minister or the department, but
But the NSC, what he has done, which we were all queried about and we did get responses, I'm trying to remind us and can go to our minutes that they issued the report to the office of Utepesin and late, late difference of hours, they issued this report in the media before even as it was on Saturday, before even each department come and uh, handle with us. And we, we did uh, uh, tell the department and they did respond. And in the double dipping, the department, the, mean, the DG and the DDG, uh, they did respond to us. So I'm saying, uh, honorable members, um, uh, as, as you are members who really reading and refer to our minutes, if we can go and check, it, it is there, these responses. Uh, and then uh, one other thing that as a chairperson also, I must guide the, 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 the committee uh, uh, with, the, uh, with, the, with the apology of the minister, deputy minister, uh, uh, the two times the deputy minister uh, was not with us and uh, the, the honorable, few honorable members, uh, they even said that now the deputy minister is following what the minister is doing. But he, on the last meeting that we're having with the deputy minister, I've raised this that uh, honorable members, you even said that even the deputy minister now disrespect this committee. So uh, let's not repeat things that uh, we, we address and they are in the minutes uh, in order that we must have a chance of now uh, going to the second second um, uh, item in the, in the, in the, what you call, in the agenda. Uh, uh, honorable members, uh, I've seen uh, this honor, uh, you want to respond, honorable, uh, this, uh, is it minister? Can minister yes. respond? Because now I'm seeing again the following uh, hand of honorable Mshongo. I was uh, giving a process of the me meetings which we held as this committee, honorable members. So when I'm, I'm referring you, I'm not defending anyone, but I wanted that because I do chair meetings and I know uh, what was happening in, the, in this committee uh, with the reports that we did call the department, the, the DG and DDGs, they did come and report to us. Honorable Minister. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Chair. <clears throat> No, uh, it's precisely the point, and I, I stand by that, that when people don't appreciate, even when the minister is, is sick, uh, is a problem. And I emphasize on that. Uh, comments like uh, that, uh, look at her now, she's following the minister and so on, when they know I as a person. Just a, mi a minute, uh, Honorable Minister. Yes, Honorable Mishong. Yeah, point of order, Chair. Chairperson, I think the Minister, even yourself, you must be specific. Which set of minutes that we did not acknowledge that the Minister is sick, the Deputy Minister is off sick, and we did not support that? I think both of you, you, 
can I have the dates that I've raised that I'm insensitive for someone who's sick? Let's not generalize issues here. Honorable Mushong, we are here to, to, to answer and to correct each other. Uh, I didn't say that uh, you have said uh, when he was, she was sick. I'm saying that uh, when the, when the, what do you call, when the um, apology of Deputy Minister twice, if it's not thrice, was tabled in this meeting, it, it was not accepted. And uh, you were amongst those honorable members. And we've said we don't have any problem yourself and Honorable Matlingosi. You even said it now, even with the Deputy Minister, he she is not with us. So I'm not talking about let me go to the dates. I'm I'm just saying that uh, this thing is being addressed now. That we must accept that uh, whilst the Minister and Deputy Minister. Uh, even one other time when Deputy Minister, uh, let alone that that report, I'm not sure whether they've said she is sick, but there was an, uh, there were apologies for the Deputy Minister who was not in the meetings. I don't think, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether there were two or three, but your good self and honorable Mathingos, we have said you are not accepting now even the apology of the deputy minister because there's no minister there's no deputy minister so i'm saying i'm i'm, I'm not giving the the exact wording but uh, the apologies of the minister and deputy minister were not accepted uh, uh, even of the deputy minister but uh, the apology to me, as I'm sitting here, I'm not sure whether that apology was the apology saying that uh, she's sick, or, but we did get apologies of deputy minister, which uh, you queried, and, and even Honorable Marlingos queried that now deputy minister, even yesterday, if it, it, it was yesterday or other day, I've said now today, Honorable Deputy Minister, the Honorable Mshongo is saying that, you know, okay, you are here, but I've even said, but you were queried about even her apologies. So um, um, I, I wanted that, uh, Honorable Members, uh, we are trying to address this question of apologies. I can't come with the dates. The dates are there with our staff that they can provide us. I, I cannot give you that. But the only issue is that uh, you didn't accept the apology of the deputy minister. But that apology, I'm not sure whether it was saying she is sick or she is not able to attend the meeting. Uh, thank you, honorable members. Please. Uh, yeah. Today we're supposed to be this yeah. committee who discuss uh, amicable uh, 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 problems, which are. Honorable Chairperson. Hello, Honorable Mashingosi. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I don't remember me saying that I don't accept the 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 apology of the deputy minister. All I said was, it is hard when the minister and the deputy minister are not around, and it has been going on for quite a long time. I never said I don't accept apologies. Please. Thank you, thank you, Honourable Madlingosi, for that cor correction. Thank you, Honourable Madlingosi.
Honorable Minister. Thank you, Honorable Mashingos. Well, thanks, Chair. Uh, and uh, I, I know for a fact that uh, if I'm not around, the Deputy Minister is here. Uh, there's no vacuum uh, of negative at any given point, unless the DM is ill or has also reported uh, what, what is happening in terms of our work. The, the issue, Chair, look, this, this forensic report, um, this forensic report belongs to NAC, uh, and NAC decided to uh, release the report on a Saturday, and NAC decided to inform the committee on the same day which we were also informed, uh, based on, their, on the advice they got from their legal team, uh, that they, they would rather uh, release the report than giving it to individuals who are quoted in the report. So there is no issue about the uh, people seeing it in the papers. It was uh, uh, given to the committee on the day it was released. I also received that. The issue of federations, if federations do not keep up with time, they would have a paid payment. Simple and straightforward. You give reports, you get payment. You don't give reports, you delay, you, the, the, the payment is going to be delayed. This thing of, uh, I'm, I'm glad to you, you dealt with uh, the issue of WPP and so on. <clears throat> because this has been dealt with the umpteenth times uh, here. Now, this issue of my open door policy, I still uh, say, Chair, uh, I have the open door policy uh, for anybody, but it's not the door of, uh, to be exploited. Chair, uh, I, I thought I made a mistake initially to afford the uh, Honorable Shongo uh, what I thought is the respect it deserves. He used to call me and ask things, and I would inform him about things uh, during the period of cricket. After I had uh, taken him into confidence about what is happening, he went out and issued a statement, you know, uh, contrary to what we're discussing. And I took a decision that this thing of being you know, cautious with people who do not deserve that. But those who deserve will always be open. I speak to members of the different political parties on, on a continuous basis. Uh, none of them has ever disappointed. Uh, so the door is still open. Uh, I speak to people. But I want to say Chair, that the letters uh, which um, Honorable Mfongo um, is talking about I would want uh, to see them. Uh, I would uh, wish that they, they are sent to you so that I get uh, those letters. Uh, but as I said, when it comes to reports and then when, when it comes to act, uh, questions, there is a procedure. Let's follow that procedure. Thank you very much. Madam Chair, you are muted. Well, I was saying that you cannot go to the second point, and I was saying if it's you, please put this the presentation in the slide. Yes, 
Teacher, Minister did start with this uh, presentation when he he was doing a political overview. Uh, can DG take us and tell us who's going to take us to this point number two? <laughs> Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Um, uh, I will not then go back because there was a reference about the third wave and the 15th of December. Just to confirm that that uh, remains, Chairperson, uh, as, as correctly captured by the, at the time we're engaging with the AXA, Auditor General, and that is uh, the date for the 15th of December, that is the third wave we would have done with those payments uh, of the individuals. And I think uh, uh, that remains. In fact, when we submit a test report, the committee will see that this uh, would be achieved far ahead of that in relation to the individual's payment of the third wave. Honorable Chairperson. Um, on the presentation I'm making now, this is in relation to the sports, uh, uh, to the National Sport and Recreation uh, Amendment Bill. I will no longer really waste time of the committee. I would ask, because um, the rest is what we've presented before to the committee as a background. I just want us to go to the status update, uh, which is on a, Let's go further down. Yes, uh, go back. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, as we had presented here, that there were consultations that were going to be finalized with the provinces, and uh, that uh, there were submissions by the provinces that, uh, sorry, by consultation of stakeholders. That was finalized. Where we are now, we are really just at a stage where uh, we I have submitted the report sorry, the, the whole uh, sport recreation amendment bill to the state law advisors who are now busy with the, with the issue of their own uh, assessments. And two, uh, that is because we had received the feedback uh, from uh, the DPME, which we had said that we were going to submit also uh, that bill to them to do the socioeconomic um, assess impact assessment. So that has been done. Uh, all we are at a stage now where once the state law advisors um, come back to us, then this will take it through the process of a final cabinet cluster processes and then be taken to cabinet before then it is processed through a, a parliament. So that is where we are. I'm sure where can you just move here, slide seven? Just move to, there's a slide where it was just towards the end. Can you move? Um, yes, that is uh, the current update that we wanted to provide to the committee without poking down the committee on where we are. But just to confirm that uh, both these uh, processes have now been 
finalized. We are just uh, now at the stage of a state law advisors. Uh, once that comes back to us, uh, we will then take it through the final cabinet uh, cluster uh, processes and then submit to cabinet or chairperson. Okay. Okay, teacher. Um, honorable members, as we were aware that uh, we wanted at least to understand the whereabouts about the, these two items, uh, can, can uh, you engage with, with this information. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Um, uh, DJ, I, I, would, I would love to, to ask uh, if, uh, through, through you, Chair, sorry. Uh, yes. That the, 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 is, is, is the National Sport and Recreation Amendment Bill, what was needed to stop the arrogance of, of SASCOG's uh, leadership when, when they were um, against what the minister was saying about um, the, the transformation in, in our sports? And if it is what, what, what was needed, is there a way of, of not um, uh, letting that to, to be repeated uh, in, in future? And another question is, uh, when do you, do you think this, this, this bill will be um, uh, passed, if, 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 if that's the right word? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mashingosi, uh, Honorable Adams. Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you, uh, DG, for the briefing that you've given. Chairperson, my question will be from uh, on page six. In attempting to implement the act, according to short uh, Cummings mentioned, Chairperson, my question is, are the department confident about the timeline in which the bill will come to finalization? And uh, page eight, Chair, to provide the promotion and development of sport or creation and to establish a sport attrition. Uh, creation. This. My question is Are federations in sport in support of uh, the proposed bill? And my last question, Chair, on page nine. The current update, the bill was submitted to DPME um, and CS on 27 July and on the 23rd of September 2021 to the Office of Chief State Law Advisor. My question, Chair, when will the bill be introduced to the National Assembly and are there any court challenges towards the proposed bill? I thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Members. Uh, Honorable Dennis. Uh, thank you, um, Chairperson, and thank you for the presentation. Just uh, um, two questions, um, Chairperson. Uh, the one is on clarity on the 
on this current uh, sports and recreation amendment bill of 2020. I just want to understand the fact that um, the Department of, of Sports and Recreation and Arts and Culture have merged. What does this mean for, for the bill um, existence now? Um, if two departments collapse from one department, um, does it mean the bill or, or, or under which program in the in the in the in the department now does the bill uh, exist? Um, um, just for clarity on that, and then uh, there's the question also on the state law um, advisors. Uh, my understanding is that um, if 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 the, if it is for the state law advisors only for for legal approval to look at the legal um, layout and master of the of the bill, does that means that all the other points that was raised by other stakeholders has been dealt with? Um, as the, the as as per the slides presented to us. Um, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Dennis. Uh, may I refer back to the presenters? Um, well, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Did you kind of want to respond to? And then I will just uh, add if there is any gap. Um, because I think with the CESAS, we have been also fortunate that uh, the second one has been done. And it came back just uh, before when we had already submitted this report. And um, so we believe we are on track uh, with its uh, movement towards uh, being tabled uh, or introduced to Parliament. But did you kind of? Just any inputs before I just conclude to come back to it? Did you can? Okay. She's, she's always having a problem of network. I didn't even see the mm. here. Sorry. Can I go to the yes. issue then of just the bill deal with such coordinators? Sorry. Thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot, um, DG. Uh, good afternoon, Chairperson. Good afternoon, Minister. Uh, good afternoon, members and our colleagues. Thanks, uh, DG. If I heard correctly from uh, the member Matongosi, I think he was asking, you know, what effect this bill would have in terms of leadership of SASCO. I think at the time, in the existing bill, the Sports Confederation is recognized as an entity on its own. The minister was not able, the minister by virtue of the law, uh, the act, the present act is not able to interfere in the, in the operations and the administration of either the Sports Confederation or any of the federations. However, at the time when the issues came before the minister, the minister was able to deal with it and also deal with the IOC that is an oversight over the uh, Sports Confederation. Uh, this, and then the IOC then appointed a mediator to deal with all of the leadership issues there. Uh, and, and very much the Confederation then uh, used their own instruments, their constitution and their committees and their instruments to deal with those issues. 
uh, chairperson. Um, with the other issue, the other question about, you know, now with the merger of the department, uh, does this bill still, uh, is still, is it still appropriate? I think I need to indicate it is uh, chairperson because if you're looking at the sports sector, uh, there were issues that were in the sports sector that existed when the department was was a standalone department of sport. It has not changed. So the bill still needs to be amended to address those gaps because the entities, uh, I mean, the, the, the stakeholders have not changed in sport. The structures have not changed, but in the last, in, in, in the former department, there were gaps. The gaps still exist, and this building uh, seeks to uh, close on all, uh, close on and many of those gaps as possible. Um, Chairperson, the other issue that has been raised is about the timelines and the state law advisor. I think, uh, Chairperson, from our side, with regard to the state law advisor, uh, um, we've now we've had feedback from the state law advisor. The, CL, uh, the, the director of legal services is in the meeting as well. He will be able to give us, you know, an update on the state law advisor's uh, comments, etc., and how we're processing that as well. So, um, um, sorry, not the state law advisors. It's the uh, the sales from the DPME. Yes, it, was, it went to the DPME on the 27th of July and the state law advisor again on the 23rd of September. It went to the state law advisor on the 23rd of September. It was sent again to the state law advisor on the 9th of uh, November. And um, uh, on the 21st of October, we had a meeting with DPME where they gave guidance on how to respond to certain questions and the evidence that should support, for example, the National Sport and Recreation Plan, uh, Women in Sport, the Ministerial Committees of Inquiry, the Sports Arbitration tri 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 Tribunal that need to be costed. So I think those are the things that has come out of the discussion. So we're working on that. But I'm also going to ask Madam Chair through you, DG, as well, uh, for Mr. Mantata to uh, respond to some of the issues that have been raised. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Um, I'm not sure if that would be necessary. I think the questions were much direct. And the question was, does the bill deal with the issues of SASCOC vis-a-vis uh, -vis department? The bill does, um, as, as Honorable Moses asked, it uh, provides much more clarity about roles and responsibilities. Uh, yes. between the department and, and, and SASCOC, and we're hoping that that uh, then we'll be able to put to bed any ambiguities uh, or misconceptions or understandings between the parties responsible for implementing the bill. And then uh, on the issue of the, the timeline, I think uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, at this stage, we need to, once we get the feedback from the state law advisors, we will then be able to take this uh, through the, the, the indicated the legislative processes of uh, an approvals uh, by cabinet, and then thereafter uh, be able to table it. So I would ask that um, that outline, uh, we be able to provide it much specifically uh, when we come back in the new year, because we will have a clearer indication 
on all the issues uh, that the state law advisor might have uh, uh, had to to raise and, and be addressed. But it is our hope that in the new uh, financial year, this must be at the door of um, be presented to the to, to parliament uh, for consideration. Where on the issue raised by the any possible court challenges, I, I think at this stage, uh, uh, not that we are aware of. Um, and uh, always when we get the inputs from the state law advisors, one of the things is to look at uh, areas of um, potential uh, legal challenges. And uh, at this stage, we have not received any such uh, indication, uh, but we cannot uh, preempt whether those who might not be happy with certain clauses, uh, what action they will take. Uh, but at this stage, we don't have uh, that chairperson. Uh, and then on the issue of um, the inputs by other stakeholders, whether these have been taken into account, yes, um, we did receive inputs, and uh, those were taken into account in terms of uh, going forward to process the, the bill. Uh, but there were those who might have come later, uh, which then we would not have been able to incorporate, but there was a very clear thorough process up to the level of province by province consultations. Uh, and there were a number of volumes of submissions by the various stakeholders that we were able to take uh, into account on uh, person. And I think those were the uh, key questions uh, that were asked. Thanks. Thank you, Tichi. Thank you, honorable members. Some of us will will rejoice the day that this table in, in our parliament in order that we must overcome. Some of us we are aware that there are those other uh, stakeholders uh, who, are, who, were, who discovered that they were not belonging to any federation. And that's why sometimes we'll be having some problems with SASCOC and department. Uh, people who may be uh, individual, like my father who does have ships, and then uh, does that thing called ship sharing. So coming uh, to present themselves as they are federation, uh, hoping that those things will be put to rest in order that uh, we must deal with issues uh, of, of um, people of South Africa. Uh, we are hoping that uh, immediately, as we are wanting this, uh, you, it must be state um, advisor. Uh, uh, they are going to fast track or do uh, with immediate effect with it in order that it must come to us. Uh, we, we want this bill like to like yesterday. Can I take this uh, uh, moment to ask whether Minister is having anything to say? If not... No, thank you very much. Thanks uh, to you and the committee. Thank you, Honorable Minister. Honorable mem members, uh, now I, I may 
release, can I release the minister and the entourage of the department in order that we must deal with our own is internal issues. Thank you so much, uh, Minister, and your, your company. You may be released. <clears throat> Thanks, Chair. Thanks, Honorable Chair and the Honorable Members. Thank you. Thank you, Minister. Thank you. Uh, uh, so, can you put the minutes? Uh, Maybe, honorable members, let's start by uh, giving you the, 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 that we must reflect on what when I was doing my opening remarks. Uh, if you still want to engage uh, on the two issues, because uh, the, the first one, uh, to, to my understanding, they are not yet uh, be given all the information, uh, the cricket South Africa, they are waiting that uh, advocate who's dealing with it must come back to themselves. So they've asked that uh, they must come uh, next year. And then this issue of uh, swim South Africa uh, also, uh, let's give it firstly to Uzolega to to tell us what is it now, uh, well, the, the, the latest information with the office and, the, and the, themselves. So Lega, can you give the, the committee the last uh, engagement with them? <clears throat> Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, after we received the rejection of the application from the House Chairperson last night, I forwarded it to Swimming South Africa and wanted to find out if they will be able to attend the meeting on Tuesday now that it will not be a closed meeting. I have not received any response from them, Chairperson, and I will let you know as soon as I do. Thank you. Honorable members, I'm proposing that let's leave it as, as an item of Tuesday until further notice, uh, can now have the minutes. Honorable members, <clears throat> I'm presenting to you the minutes of 23rd November, a briefing by public protector on investigation um, I don't think we have much to say. Go up. Thank you, Honorable uh, Members. Can I invite the proposal of adoption of these minutes? <coughs> Thank you, Honorable Chair. Greetings to our colleagues and the staff members. I just want to move for the adoption of the minutes as tabled. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. The proposal 
Honorable Members. Uh, I've seen the hand of Honorable Zondi. Seconded. Thank you. The minutes now are adopted. So, Lega, do you have any other? No, Madam Chair. That's the only set of minutes for today. Honorable Members, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice. Uh, uh, Honorable Members, can I take again this um, opportunity to thank you with your robust engagement with uh, the department in order that uh, we must have information. Information is a power where we have a mistake or misunderstanding when we are in this committee. It's our committee where we can correct each other. Uh, and then um, I do appreciate your presence and your contribution, honorable members. Uh, with these words, um, saying this meeting is urgent, <clears throat> honorable members. Thank you, Chairperson. Wonderful weekend to everybody. Thank you. Same to Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Same everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, comrade. How are you? Who's that comrade now? Who's that comrade? Nice weekend to you, comrade. It's me, comrade Joseph. Nice weekend. It's fine. Comrade, The meeting is finished now. I can be called comrade. Comrade, 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 <laughs> and I know that you are a comrade, and I give you explain what is comrade means. You are comrade, comrade. You are comrade, comrade. Okay, mama. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye. Bless you. Have a blessed weekend. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Honorable. Bye-bye. Bye.